batter's out, oh. and he remains out of oh. now. The runner off first base is trapped. A player who didn't know the infield fly rule, and it'll be a double play if the Mets can execute the rundown. Oh, no. And the tag is made to end the inning. That's Cesar Hernandez showing no knowledge of the infield fly rule. I just turned on my MLB The Show, and I'm looking at the team from last year. I got to trade Ahmed Rosario, and I actually signed Justin Turner onto my team. So maybe that should stay. I think he's. I think that match should go for him. Him or uh, Mar Marwin Gonzalez. Really? I mean, he's like a utility. You could play him literally at seven different. I mean, positions. at this point, man, I'd go for any sort of depth. I mean, I thought that the the signing um, from uh, Almonte uh, was for depth purposes and to kind of platoon with Nimmo, I guess, you know. I'm not really sold on his offense. Yeah, but... yeah he's a good defensive outfielder. And I guess he could platoon uh, lefty-righty with Nimmo. You guys want to get Let's started go. since we got the baseball Let's do it. Line. Let's get it. No, 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 no. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Welcome to uh, Enfield Flyers podcast, February the 8th. We're a week away from spring training officially. We're past Super Bowl Sunday, which means, unless you're an NBA or NHL fan, it's baseball season for you. How you guys doing, Brendan, JV, as always? Let's get this baseball season started. We're very excited. Doesn't feel like baseball season with all this snow we're getting in New York. But listen, if I can put on a Yankee spring training game while I'm at work, I'll be so happy. I mean, it looks like that. It's nice to see that this season is on track to... You know, be delayed. Be as close to normal. Well, yeah, but like, you know, they'll try to make it as normal as possible. That's what I'd like to think. They, they still haven't said anything about fans, right? No, but that's gonna be. I'm sure it's it's gonna be a state. Um, that can, I don't know. If that's gonna be something that's gonna be throughout the league, like directly, or it's gonna be what the NFL did, where like it goes by the states. So it'll probably just go by what the states allow. Yeah, definitely by this, what the states allow. But the Yankees and Mets haven't told you guys anything, right? Did you guys get first dibs? As yeah, they did. They told us that we we be, we'd be there, but it's all like they, there's no like announcement from the governor. Yeah, <laughs> we're in New York, so we're not getting. We're not getting. I feel, I feel like he has to let some fans in the stand. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty confident because he let Buffalo yeah, fans. In. He let Buffalo fans in. Well, if you're asking what the teams are doing, like the teams are going to be responsible for saying that, like, season ticket holders get first dibs. They've already communicated that. It's just a matter of them getting the okay from the state to let fans come. Yeah. That's pretty much what it's for. Oh, cool. So they have, like, two months, or a little bit less than two months mm-hmm. to work on that, which is cool. It looks like, I just saw 30 minutes ago, Joel's, Joel Sherman tweeted, uh, Sorry, I'm just reading it, so I don't... Okay, They're going to use NBA-type tracing technology that allows for better discovery of close contact. Interesting. 
So should we talk about? I guess that's well, the what NBA. was the agreement that they just had like an hour ago I mean, about the DH? Oh, that's another Joel, Joel Sherman tweet. It looks like uh, it includes seven inning double headers, modified extra inning oh, rules, the same bullshit second run around second base again. Wait. And uh, no universal DH so far. Seven inning double headers for the entire season. No, I think I hope it's just if a game gets postponed. Oh, if a game gets postponed. Maybe they have scheduled double headers. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be a fan I of that. that. I don't no, like they got I think they're trying to say like, yeah, if the game gets postponed, because that's what they did last year. But don't tell me they're bringing on the BS of you start with a runner on second. I hate that. That's so stupid. Maybe in like the eleventh inning, but not right away in extra innings. Like make 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 a team like, So that is so there, that is just for makeup games, doubleheader. That's not for the whole season. That's right. I got worried because Bleacher Report made it seem like they agreed it for the whole season. I got so nervous. For some, the yeah. seventh inning thing. I was like, that wasn't supposed to happen. I can't. Uh, I can't tell just from the the tweet and the article I read if it's like scheduled seven inning double headers. But the uni- the union's been against scheduled double headers forever, so I can't see them agreeing to that. It's probably just if there's a rain out or COVID right. out, something like that. But yeah, the runner on second base thing has to go. <laughs> How many games did teams win last year without even getting a hit in, in extra? No idea. There had to be a couple, right? Yeah, I don't remember. Speaking of reporter, MLB reporters, uh, how about Bob Nightingale? Yeah, I mean, what what happened? He apologized for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to. Yeah, you have to apologize for that. He misled all of Major League Baseball. But at this, I feel like this has happened with him before. So at this point, I think you have to verify all his uh, when he sends one out. I think Bauer also apologized too. Like actually, he had not. I think I know he did to Mets fans. You saw that. Yeah, because I think he had. His social media team had graphics and stuff already made up for all the teams he, that were interested right. in him. So, like, the second he makes the announcement, he could just, like, snap and have all this stuff out, ready to sell stripes right. and stuff. Uh, and I, I guess they they activated the Mets link by accident, and Mets fans right. discovered it. So it's good that he apologized. I don't think he necessarily needed to do that. He didn't, doesn't really owe the Mets. He's trying to... Anything. Get rid of or avoid getting booed. Yeah, I think that. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna get booed. He's gonna get booed no matter what. He he completely played the Mets to get a bigger contract with the Dodgers. All right, but here's yeah. here's the thing. I'm sorry, Brendo, but the, the Mets fans. I remember when they first like signed Steve. The Mets fans have no luck. They Steve Cohen bought the Mets. Oh, we're gonna get this guy. 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 Steve Cohen. Get, Steve Cohen ends up with his Twitter deleted because 
Their partner is harassing. <laughs> Their partner is harassing him. Freaking Trevor Bowers out here swooning the Mets just to play out West, and then George Springer decides, "Nah, I'm just gonna go play for Canada." <laughs> like what? Well, look, it didn't happen in it didn't happen in that order. Though. I know, but it's, but it's funny that all those things just happened to the Mets this offseason. <laughs> Yeah, but I really, I, I, you're right. I mean, I know, but it's funny. It's like, I just don't, I don't view it as like that. Um, I'm still on the Cohen train with it. Like I'm so at ease with the way the season's going to go because I really do trust his process because he never said he was trying to win a world series this year. Like everything is building and kind of getting the foundation started. So because of that, like I'm actually pretty at ease I'm also kind of I was a little I was upset about the whole Bauer the way it was handled. By the way, Bauer handled it and by the way the whole hype thing happened. But like I look back on it and like I'm really happy we just like I'm happy that we didn't sign him for what he's making right now because him making forty million dollars is ridiculous. Well it's ridiculous. That's a problem for the Mets. I'm I'm gonna say this and it's it, totally I'm, it's just it's I don't think like the bottom line is imagine him being on a team making more than DeGrom because he's already on a team that's he's making more than Clayton Kershaw, David Price. He's making more than Mookie Betts. Like, it's just insane to me for a guy who really has only proven he can play really solid. He's That's not true. He has – he the year before that, he, he's been improving. He hasn't, he's not a horrible pitcher, but I just think that he's going to be more of a distraction and a liability then he's going to be a superstar worth that money. And I don't think – I'm proud that the Mets, for whatever reason, it wasn't really the Mets. The Mets did offer him more money, like the contract apparently. So the Mets tried to get him, but I think it worked out. I think the baseball god, something happens. He chose the Dodgers. The Mets won't have a distraction from a guy who is clearly not worth that contract. So I'm actually okay with it. That's the point I'm trying to make. I think Carlos Carrasco is a better pitcher. Well, that's – and Trevor Bauer. Jay, let's hear it, man. Yeah, what do you Five out of the last yeah. seven years, Carlos Carrasco's had an ERA under 3.30. That's five out of the last seven years, and that includes 2019, where he was battling cancer. So, if you want to throw that out, that was his worst year, 5.29. Bauer had a season and a half of dominance. Not to mention. I guess I think you're getting a, yeah. I think you're getting a cheaper option, a better clubhouse guy, a guy who's not all me, 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 and he's also best friends with Lindor. So you get you keep him around, you probably keep Lindor on a, on a seven or eight year deal, and that's the priority. I also right don't think that's a good point. Carrasco's a strong yeah. too. Well, he won't be number two though. But right now he would no, be strong at number two. The Grom Bauer. No, over Carrasco. A hundred. They already announced it. Hundred percent. Carrasco. Oh well, maybe maybe the way they pitch, but that doesn't really. The order doesn't really matter. Outside of like after opening day, what does it really matter? You don't even line up against the best pitcher on the other team. Most order doesn't really matter the way it used to anymore. You're right, but I think that like if you look at. Like, I, I think when they signed him, they anticipated Stroman being the number two before Syndergaard came back. Because I think Stroman has been – I know – I mean, 
the thing with Stroman, he's a competitor. He really hasn't proven himself yet with the Mets. I think what happened today really upset me with him, with the whole freaking comments he made on Twitter. So I think a lot of Mets fans are kind of over him and his hype because he's just a little bit over the top. He's been like that for a while, though. That's not anything new. Yeah, when, it, when but, he, he threw um, a fit because the Yankees didn't sign him or trade for him. To be honest with you, dude, though, I think the reason why Carrasco has been kind of viewed as the um, back of the rotation guy is because of his stability that he brings. Because he can pitch where he's going to get like a three little over ERA. And, like, he's going to be consistent. I think the back of the rotation for the Mets could benefit from that because you're going to get DeGrom to be an ace, right? Um, you know, Stroman, number two, he just got the energy and kind of got the the mentality of that wanting to be the ace. And I think that, you know, his personality kind of puts him ahead of Carrasco in the rotation, just like his um, aggression and his attitude. Um, but you also got to remember you've also got – guys like David Peterson who could move up pretty quickly. Um, you know, I, I think Carrasco's a great signing. So I agree with you that he's, he's definitely top talent and we're not, you know, we're not missing out on Bauer that much, especially with signing a guy like him. And they're not done, too. They're still Paxton. I heard the Mets might consider getting him. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right call, but no, that's my opinion. I think he's a good pitcher. Yeah. He wasn't even bad with the Yankees. He just he just was streaked. Right. True. He's someone that could put it together. I like the Mets offseason so far. I, I think that they've done – they got the best shortstop on the market. And yeah, either trade steal. Of course, they got Carrasco. And they've added pieces to the bullpen, like Luke and Trevor May. They just need death pieces now. Like, right. Amora was a good one. I think. I think, like I said before, Gonzalez or Turner would really put a, bow, a nice little bow on the line. I'd, Maybe one more, like fringe starting pitcher, whoever's available. I, don't even I think that's what they're missing is one last of those. And I do agree that um, getting a Turner type would be good for depth. I remember I was against getting him to be like the third baseman of the next few years because I still have high hopes for J.D. Davis and clearly the Mets do too. Um, but uh, yeah, they need depth. So I think it's pretty evident too that they are kind of the philosophy is they're trusting their current players and kind of their homegrown guys. You know, they're saving money on wanting to extend guys like Conforto and possibly, you know, obviously Lindor they want to extend too. So I think that's a good message to send, you know? So they're, Trusting yeah, the guys. Sure. I, have. I I think once once you see everyone show up for spring training, you'll see start seeing some extensions. Yeah. Up. Once they can get into a room together. Hope so, man. Yeah, they've had a good off season. The Yankees had a quiet. Yeah, week right they've had week. a quiet week. Um, the off season overall can't really complain. Um. I really think Cashman's strategy, as much as I get upset about Cashman sometimes, um, you know, he's the GM of the New York Yankees, so it's like, it's tough. Because if he listened to all the fans, like on Twitter, 
um, the Yankees would be bankrupt right now. <laughs> but That's um, true. no, I mean, I can't complain. I I I didn't. I just wish we saw one uh one move to like shake things up a little bit, you know, like maybe get trading Sanchez or I don't even know. I wish. I guess we shook up the rotation, but the, the lineups what what always goes stale in the playoffs. My my only thing is I wish we could we could have re-signed Tanaka. Um, there's no excuse as to why they couldn't give him you know seven to ten million dollars. You know what I mean? Give a one year seven eight million dollar deal. Yeah, I think he put him as a number four, number five. Yeah, I definitely. If think you would have put him in the number four, number five, come on. If you would have had with between Garrett Cole, um, Kluber, Italian, Montgomery, and Tanaka, Ooh. starting rotation guys. That's a really good. Yeah, it's a solid starting five. I guess they're putting the, they're putting their uh, their big money on not one of their three young. Not to mention, and then Severino develop, comes back. But then if Severino comes back, then that means somebody has to go to the pen. But, hey, it's always good to have. Yeah, we're a six. We're seeing a lot of six-man <laughs> rotations, too, so you never know what, what what happens with that. But, um, I mean, my only fear is. Also, Brett Gardner. Still... Would you take Brett Gardner? In um, as a veteran leader? Yeah, like a. I wouldn't. I don't know. I feel like I would. He start or would he become the bench? You can sign him. I guess <laughs> you can sign him. <laughs> I feel like Aaron Boone loves him too much to get rid of him. No. Nope. 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 Yeah. Well, he's also the only lefty because we're so right-handed, Dom. But I guess, I guess the Mets have the opposite. There, the Mets have a bunch of lefties. Yeah. Well, now we have Lindor. Of so. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, he's a switch, right? Or no. Yeah, he's a switch. Yeah, he's a switch hitter. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I would I would probably I like the Turner thing. I think they still you know, they don't really have much depth on the bench right now. Especially I think they're gonna consider that they didn't get Springer, they're gonna probably start Dom Smith in left field, which I think is the right move. So you can finally play him every day, you know. But if that's the case, you don't really have much of a bench. Yeah, Thomas Nito, and then, like, that's it. <laughs> like, you know, at least from last year. Yeah, they yeah. definitely need more depth, especially if, uh, especially if they don't have a DH. You're gonna be, be pinch hitting for probably yeah. two or three times right. every game because pitchers don't go deep like they used to, and they sure as hell don't hit. Even though Degrom, I would keep Degrom in the lineup yeah. over anyone on the Mets defense. Oh yeah. To be honest, does Bauer signing with the uh, Bauer was a three-year deal with opt-outs both years, mm-hmm. forty million the first year. Just some details of his contract. Does he make the Dodgers just above oh, and beyond? Absolutely. Favorite? I don't. I don't, I, I don't think he elevates them to that much because of what I said before. I don't think he's. I just don't think he's proven himself to be an elite pitcher to take a team like. 
that's also what bothers me about this. If but he really, he but it's, yeah, but here's the thing. If he really was that freaking good and he believes that he's this prophet that is able to make an Instagram and, you know, mess with fans and, you know, troll them or whatever, he should go to a team where he can make that team better and lead them to a World Series. I think him going to a team that just won the World Series is a pussy move. I'm going to come out and say it. I feel like someone who thinks he's great would go to a team that has potential to make the World Series and hasn't really gotten there yet. And then if he helps lead that team, if he thinks he's that good that he can do that, if he helps lead that team to the World Series, that's a different story. But he's going to a team to be a third or fourth starter, to a team that's already established themselves as World Series champions. I just think that's not what a superstar-type caliber player would do. But he's from L.A., though. I get it, and that's fine. That's why he went there, in my opinion. I think he went there because he's from there, and he wants to play for his hometown team. And who wouldn't? You know what I mean? So I get that. But if he, I think if he really, truly, if it came down for the baseball reasons, because when you talk about him elevating the team to a different level, I don't think he does. I think he's going to be a third or fourth starter. I think he's going to be at least for sure behind Walker Bueller and Kershaw now. Right? I, I, I think so. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I'm passionate about it. You can tell. I definitely got a little pissed with that video. I mean, I don't well, I think don't... so. I, I, I don't think he, as a whole, like lifts the Dodgers to an entirely new level. I think the die the Dodgers overall becomes an entirely new level because even though, if you think of Trevor Bauer as your number your number three, number four starter, and then you compare it to some of the other number three, number four starters, that's going to be tough. Yeah, that's a great point. Between, you got to face, you got to face Kershaw, Rocker, uh, Walker Bueller, you have to face Bauer, was Dustin May, and, and, Price. No, it was, uh, Right. Urias. They have Urias. They're stacked. Yeah, they're they're stupidly stacked. They're still the favorites. I want. I wonder if the. I know he, it's his hometown team, but I wonder if another thing that went into it is the Dodgers have, like, they're cutting edge on how they like do pitching right. analytics. I wonder if that has something to do with it because the Mets have the reputation of being behind in that in that element. I don't really know because I, I, do, I also don't think it's pretty evident it probably wasn't money in the sense because the Mets apparently offered him more of a face value contract, apparently. So I think it had to do yeah. with – if it's the fact that he wanted to play there because it's his hometown team, that's awesome and good for him. We would all – if we're all in that situation and, you know, the Yankees versus the Tigers give you a contract, you go to the Yankees. It's like not even a question. You know what I mean? Like, it's your team you grew up loving. So that makes sense to me. But he didn't really communicate it that way, which just rubs me and a lot of Mets fans really wrong, you know? I mean, I think, in my opinion, I think the Mets got played. I think he just used the Mets to get he more did. leverage for, you know, the Dodgers. I think he was in talks with the Dodgers the entire time. But, and... The... Well, definitely, because the Dodgers... The Dodgers didn't offer the opt-out until the right. Mets gave Bauer the deadline. The Dodgers right now are <laughs> plus 350 for the World Series. The next highest team is the Yankees, plus 550, Jeez. then the Padres, 800. 
The Mets are actually tied for fifth with the Braves at a plus a thousand. Oh my god, I forgot about. So that's not that bad. I I don't know what the Dodgers were before the signing. But <laughs> Yo, that Padres. I'm guessing it's swung. That Padres Dodgers series is gonna be insane. Yeah, the Padres wow. are great too. I mean, it's the NL man really is oh. like you know wow coming stronger and stronger. It's insane. Wow. So wait, who do you guys think has the better rotation, the Dodgers or the Padres? Definitely the who are the who are the four and five for the Padres? Um, Joe Musgrove and well, I don't even know. They also don't have Clevenger for this. I guess you'd say well, if Clevenger's fully healthy. Um, that's gonna be a. It's definitely the Padres. I mean, Dustin May might not even be in the rotation because they're so deep. And he was, yeah. what, their third starter in the playoffs last year? Yeah, the Dodgers are another level. They're, they're probably going to repeat if we're, if we're being honest, if the pitching stays healthy. Uh, some other cleanup. Braves re-signed Marcelo Zuna for four years. Yeah. Good move by them. He was... What, second in the MVP, third in the MVP last year? I think it was. It's a good one. He was up there. You wonder if you always have to question his motivation, though. Not on a contract year. I feel like he's one of those guys. Uh, Shohei Otani got two years, 8.5 million. Hit 149, I mean 194 last year. And he can't pitch anymore, right? What else? Because he needs, like... No, I don't think so. I think he's still recovering from Tommy John. He just shouldn't pitch. He's a good enough hitter. Throwing last year out. Looks like Yachty's going back to the cards. They're they're a contender now with uh, Aaron. Yeah, that was was an interesting move. Maybe one more run for him. Yeah, completely out the blue. Like I said last time, it it reminds me of the Matt Holiday trade. They obviously had some cool postseason runs with him. And if I mean, I guess that's uh, Bauer's the last really big signing, right? Like, yeah, I think we. I think we can go. We could probably make predictions next week. I would say so. Since it's start of spring training. I mean, I'm assuming most other teams are adding depth. I mean, there's still yeah, there's still exactly. small chips. Like uh, Gonzalez, JBJ, probably going back to the Red Sox. Turner, Jason Walker. I'm also. I don't think the Mets going to get him. Get who? Uh, JBJ. Mm. I, I think I think they should, think but. but... Bring up Tebow at this point. You know? bring. <laughs> I wonder if the Mets will uh, circle back to Jake Oh, Odorizzi. that's who it was. He was like, yes, them early I would rather have him, dude. I'd rather he's have still him available. I'm surprised he's still available in the market. Is he wanting more than he's worth? Well, a lot of teams. 
Probably everyone wants more than they're worth. That's a silly question for me to ask. But <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but uh, oh, Chris Archer got a one-year deal to go back to the Rays, so he's going to become a Cy Young candidate. That's annoying. <laughs> but also his his velocity dropped. I think it was around like ninety-six last year. It was at ninety-three before he uh, called it quits. Word. But that's an all-time trade for the Rays, trading him straight up for Austin Meadows and uh, Tyler Glass now, two all-star caliber players. Makes you mad. Sin Choo Choo getting interest as a first baseman. Interesting. Yeah, I, I would have thought that he retired a while ago. Kind of been just on the range, mm-hmm. and nobody realizes. That looks like it for as far as like free agent stuff. I mean, we have the Hall of Fame already, you know. So as of now, the train train is going to start on Let's time. Go. Right, which is exciting. Which I feel like we didn't really know what happened. Yeah, it's kind of, I feel like it's too late no. to change anything now. A right. week out. People already have their travel plans. A lot of players are probably already down in Florida, honestly. Alonzo is. If they, uh, yeah, they probably go well, down. A lot of, a lot of a players have been playing in the winter leagues also. Right. Yeah, that's true. I guess no one pays attention to it, but I wonder if they had uh, any COVID issues, like as nope. far as canceling games in the win- in the winter. League. Not at all, surprisingly. True. I guess they're just down there to focus on baseball. Not really well, do anything plus I know like some other countries have like stricter guidelines. Uh, like I know in Dominican Republic, there's like certain like after. Yeah, that's true. I think like after five p.m. you can't be out. I think on 12, there's a weekend that was like after 12 p.m. You can't be out either. It was like some strict guidelines. Right. Well, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we think our guidelines are bad. Yeah. Do you guys follow Pedro Gomez at all? Because he passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. But I didn't really know his name. Yeah, before. I mean, it was, like, it was honestly about. really sad. He was a. What happened? No one knows. Like, he just... It wasn't COVID? They just said, like, he suddenly passed away. I mean, I was a huge fan of Pedro Gomez back when he was covering baseball tonight at ESPN. Um, he was also following Barry Bonds around, too, as well. Um, so, I just remember, like, me growing up when he would, like, report about Barry Bonds and about, like, everything that was happening. Um... And I just think his reporting during this steroid era, after steroid era, and just like his analysis of the game was like amazing. It was a it, it's sad because you you get that nostalgia feeling like when you see guys like him, guys like you know Stuart Scott on Sports Center, and you know it stinks because like now you're like. 
a part of your childhood is like slowly like starting to fade away. Like I remember when he used to he used to comment com uh commentating games with him and uh Kip uh what's his name? Uh Tim Kirchin. Like that's another guy, like come on, like that baseball tonight crew was like it was real, like when I was younger. Oh uh, but no he Well Pedro Gomez yeah, was really was, well known, man. Like, oh, he yeah. was he was oh, always yeah. on ESPN. I wonder what happened. Is he? I mean, I feel like they would have said. And he was, it was young COVID. too. It wasn't like too old. Yeah, it was fifty-eight. Yeah, I feel like they definitely would have. Obviously, had a lot of life. Said though. something. It's crazy. Was he? Uh, was he still active? Yeah. On like, mm-hmm. as, as far as being a reporter. It's crazy. That's sad news. Losing a good one. But uh, it's ex- Davey reminded me of this. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm... Oh, I was going to change the topic. But no, I'm good. I was going to bring up the Kent State book fight that, that Davey reminded us of. I actually paid twenty dollars for really? I can't. Yeah, I mean. I love Frank the Tank. I had never bought Rock and Frank Rowdy the Tank before. is one yeah, of my he's favorite. So cool. He's my new favorite personality in America. He is just unbelievable, man. He got he got his job at Barstool because of that video of him screaming <laughs> on the subway, and now he's like flying <laughs> on public jets and stuff like that. Or private that jets. video, literally, the it's incredible. Right and I watched that video like <laughs> pretty much every other week, man. When he's like. <laughs> He's screaming about the New Jersey Transit. It's so funny. Did you see the nine-second clip that Portnoy posted when he's trying to call Rough and Rowdy, like the opening of it, and then he stops. He's like, oh, Frank the Tank's taking over, and you hear him in the background. He's like, let's get ready to Rough and Rowdy! And he screams it so loud, and Dave's, like, dying. <laughs> like, he, Frank is just a different level, man. He's just so funny. Yeah, they were interviewing Kiseko, and Frank was just like chirping him in the background. When it was incredible. When the uh, Mets didn't sign Springer, he like, tweeted, he was like, "Up oh, now they're going to go zero and one sixty two because Brandon Nimmo is the center fielder." <laughs> he like hates he hates Brandon Nimmo for some reason. Like he made all these fake stats. How he's like, <laughs> like this year Nimmo's going to go like his exact his exact team is like Nimmo's going to go zero for for a hundred seven at the plate but he's going to score one run and then someone tweeted like Frank how is he going to score one run if he's 0 for 162 and he's like oh he's just going to walk and he's going to get balked and everything and just steal a bunch of bases he's going to get lucky one time like he's just so weird Super fast. I love him. So that... Oh, yeah. Jose Canseco hit how many home runs in the major league and had to fight a 21-year-old intern. It's crazy. To be uh, irrelevant. That's just so That's awesome. And he fucking got beat ridiculously. I feel like we don't appreciate the hitting the... The, the ball hitting off his head. <laughs> oh man! Like we're too we're too young to have seen that. Like That's live, a classic. 
just imagine. Insane. That, if that happened today, it would be nonstop all over. Of course. Wait, that did happen, though. That happened to, um... No. Yeah, it did. Oh, and it hit the, him in the, hat, yeah. in the head, right? Ah. Uh, guys. I forget who it was. I know you were talking about... Uh... It wasn't a fame, like really famous person, though. It was like a backup outfielder, wasn't it? Because I remember what you're talking about, JV. It was um, wow, <laughs> that's really gonna get me annoyed. Um, wait, let me see. I gotta find it somewhere. Nope. I don't know. I'm not even going to find it. Oh, that's going to annoy me now. Yeah, you're going to see you're going to see the video like pop up in the next couple of days. It was probably I don't remember seeing it. This can't see can say he's such a character. Oh man. And all, it's funny because in the interviews I was listening to, he was saying like that he regretted, he regretted like writing the book about steroids, but like he had, he like said multiple times that he thinks every guy should do a cycle of steroids when they're like in their fifties. The guy's funny. Do you guys see how Jeff McNeil and TJ LeMahieu were the top two second basemen? Yeah. What do you think of that? Yes, I agree with that. I mean, LeMayu obviously got MVP vote. And Jeff McNeil is... But McNeil getting it after he, like... He's an impromptu second baseman, basically. Like, he... I mean, if Cano didn't get suspended, he probably would be playing left field or third. True. Yeah. Things happen for a reason. Yeah, that always impresses me when, when you don't know what uh what position you're gonna be playing every day and the guy still produces. By the way That's just being a professional. Dave, I've been reading David Wright's book and I'm actually like about halfway through. It's so freaking good. And I got to the part where Joe McEwing was talked about. Get to that part yet? Yeah, I finished. He finished he said that right. When he's talking about how like because Super Joe McEwing was like that. He played everything really well. Except for a catcher and pitcher. So McNeil's got that vibe. Yeah, just a solid player. So the book gets even better. But McEwen was... He wasn't like a, a good player, right? He would, he was just like a 25th man. Yeah, he was the definition of like a... The 12th man on the roster of like a basketball team. Like, he basically would never really... Like, he barely just made the team, pretty much. But he was able to come in in situations and play any position, basically. And that helped a lot when, like, you were, you know, down somebody or, like, someone got hurt. He was always able to play. And he wasn't, like, bad. And he was actually really good at defense. He never really hit, though. That's the problem. Yeah. The book gets much better, right? On basically the 2006 season. So... That was probably the height of it to me, the 2006, him speaking about like 2006, 7, right. 8, 
and then after that, it starts getting into like his injuries a lot. Oh, right. But like, I think the best part of the book is like the 2006 season into his performance in the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. Just because like those are the moments I think of, and that's... I think about when I think about him, and that was what made it better for me. I think. Right. But it was a good book. Yeah, I, I, a, I enjoyed it. The uh, the parts I read, like I saw the Willie Randolph stuff, and you know Mike Piazza would haze him and stuff. Like they made him sing in the front of the bus mm-hmm. and everything. I thought that was really cool to see. Yeah. There's one part where David Wright hypes himself up as like a really good prankster and starts like talking about his pranks. Really. And they just don't. Yeah. They, like nothing against him. But <laughs> not that funny. They don't seem like that good. <laughs> They're, yeah, they're not really. That he's like, yeah, he's like, I pants someone in the locker room, <laughs> or like, I, yeah. I stole their, uh, I stole their, their water bottle. Yeah, like he'll never find this. It's on top of his locker. Jeez. But it's a, it's a good book. That's awesome. And I think he, isn't he like a special assistant for the Mets front office? Yeah, but or maybe not anymore. He's, he's a special advisor, but that doesn't really mean anything. I think. Uh, speaking of Brody, I think. Yoannis changed his representation since Brody signed with Rock Nation again. Dude, I have not heard literally anything about Yoannis Cespedes. Yeah, what happened to him? In a long time. Yeah, I think he's going to have to. <laughs> yeah. Just, remember, he just left in the middle of the season. Because he wasn't getting that bats he wanted or something. I, I think he's going to have to go playing like Cuba or something again. Actually, he might not. The White Sox are interested in bringing Yasiel Puig on a minor league deal. Yeah, I'm surprised Puig didn't get, because he got signed by, who did he get signed by last year? What did you do? I think it was, it might have been the Braves. The Braves signed him and then he got COVID like when he was about to join the team. It might have been the Braves, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, I'm looking it up. I feel it. I just feel like it was the... the Royals are like the one. What did you say? Was yeah, I think it was the Indians. Indian? Oh, it might have been. It was or, the Indians. No, he was on the Indians. That was it. Before. I mean, hey. I wonder. Were you going to say, Dave? Sorry. No, uh, was, yeah, yeah, you Mitch should sign him. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Honestly, he wouldn't be a bad fit. You just have to keep him motivated. I mean, the Mets still need... He's only 30 years old. The Mets need, like, some sort of maybe power bat type thing to come off the bench. I always thought, like, a Matt Stairs type would be awesome for any team to have. Like, someone who would come off the bench and just hit a home run with, like, on the first pitch, you know? Oh, yeah, that guy was... Remember like, Matt... He Matt, played for uh, the Padres, right? Uh, Padres, Phillies, all he did was just hit home runs off the bench. That was, like, his job. He, like, never started. <laughs> There's actually a few, a few people I feel like like that. Matt Stairs, I feel like one of the most famous ones from like our time, like growing up. There was some, but 
Julio Franco, I feel like, was kind of like that later in his career. Also, after after he was with the Yankees, that was like beyond B. Yeah. Oh, Raul Ibanez. Yeah. At a dime, yeah. But there was somebody in the Yankees who they used to like. I don't know who it was. He used to pinch hit, and every time he would like pinch hit for someone, it would be a home run. I don't know who it was. I can't think of anyone for the Yankees. Don't really see many. Well, it's exciting. Baseball's coming back. I got to cut it short. I got to jump off the ball. But do you guys have any closing remarks? Let's, no, let's I'm, just, I'm tired mentally, but very excited for baseball. And I'm really happy to have Dave move into my apartment. Not in my direct <laughs> apartment. But. Yeah, we're switching we're places. You <laughs> can't. Only you're going like 30 more minutes out east. Than I am right now. Right. But no, well, I'm excited. I think the next middle. week will be our predictions. But yeah. Should we do division by division or AL and L? How do you guys want to break it up? Yeah. Let's do an episode on each division. I feel like we have time. Let's like really dissect okay. each team. Let's let's do AL East. I first. like that. Sounds good. So we'll come with our rankings. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. Sounds good. Talk to you guys later. Deuces. Talk to you guys later. Have a good one.